0: And welcome to shit cosplayers say, and our second half of our crossplay episodes with Ruin of Undead Toasty cosplay, who is doing some hand dance in front of me on Discord right now. What's up, Ruin? (laughs) Not much. (laughs) Are we? Do we need glow sticks? A glow stick
1: dance. (laughs) <laughs> you are wearing the best shirt ever today. I mean, you. T- we talked about the ugly shirt thing, so I figured no. why not wear it today with a binder because like, hey, appropriate.
0: Right? Appropriate for today's episode because we're going to try to teach you guys how to start being stylin' with some crossplay prep school because we're going to school you on how to prep for some crossplay. <laughs> this episode's actually very fitting because yesterday i did my first at-home photo shoot for blathers yeah dude
1: nice job on that too like i know we talked about the lighting and stuff beforehand so like heck
0: yeah i i had to take one of those like freestanding tall lamps yes and turn it on its side and like balance it on a chair and then open the blinds for one of the windows just to get some directional light so that I would have some
1: sort of base point to edit from. <laughs> I love sketchy home photo shoots. We need to do <laughs> an episode on that. Because it brings me so much joy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we please? Because I'm apparently going to be experimenting with these a lot now since everything is canceled. So
1: there's going to be a lot of at-home photo shoots. I think that's super quality. Like. We all do it to an extent but we all have such different ways of doing it and I mean I want to know more about how to make sketchy photo shoots cause not all of us have the room like we were talking about for the backdrops and the fancy lights and stuff like
0: That is probably the it's the first time I've like been in legit cosplay in like since C2E2 probably
1: Yeah, all of mine have been like Yeah, this jacket looks fine. No, I'm not putting pants on. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so I I will say I still have my scrub pants on, though, because all you could see was the top half of what I was photographing.
1: I put Keely on the other day, and I forgot. I forgot how bad it was. And I could only keep him on for, like, half an hour to quick get some, like, clips, and then I, like, yeeted it off. It was not happening. Never again. There's part of me that's not terribly
0: surprised that you fell down the hole of the TikTok. It's,
1: um, addicting. Okay, everyone, you know, somebody was like, I have this many TikTok followers. And I'm like, okay, that's like a good amount. It is easy to get follows on TikTok. It is so incredibly, you get this feedback so immediately. And, Uh, I I understand why people like it. I really, really do. Because...
0: I've avoided it this long because I don't want to fall down the hole, but it's probably going to happen at some point because I will be on summer break and suddenly be like, what do I do with myself? Oh, there's the TikTok.
1: To be fair, like there's a lot of bad that can be said about it. There's a lot of good that can be said about it. But I think the biggest thing is it is so cool finally seeing my cosplay because I don't usually do anything for video like I don't like seeing myself on video um it is so cool seeing my cosplay in the round seeing the characterization actually occurring rather than just talking about it occurring at panels and stuff I'm getting to see it and oh it's so pretty it's so pretty I'm so excited for all the next ones because I have songs picked out I have how I want to move and I think that's a really cool part of cosplay that you're describing
0: the excitement that happens when we design skits which just tells me that you should be doing cosplay competition skits ruin i
1: (laughs) i think um if you put me in front of a room of 20 people and said okay be an idiot sing a campfire song like do whatever you need to do i wouldn't have a problem with it but i cannot do it When it's just me. And that's fair. A lot of the practicing has to come in when it's just you. So I lose that practice time. And that's not, that's a totally different subject. Hello. (laughs)
0: Yes. So today, because we will end up down a large and unending rabbit hole about TikTok if we continue to talk about TikTok, I'm sure, as you all know, Ash and I have expressed our inability to understand the tiktok but i'm sure at some point our curiosity will will get the better of us and we will have to experience the tiktok and we will share that experience with all of you if we ever decide to do it but like we were saying we're gonna kind of give you guys some of the prep that goes into crossplay now that being said, none of this is required for you to cross-play. Mm-hmm. Like, you can, re- can cross-play however you want. However, I would say the most common question about crossplay is binding mm-hmm. and the different ways to bind and the different, you know, what is safe and what isn't safe. And, um, you know, there's also different binders will give you different shapes and different binders work for different body types. Yeah. So we thought we would since we chatted a lot about why people crossplay, we would start giving you guys some tips on how you can kind of level up your crossplay game. Like a crossplay school. A school. A school. I just see like really preppy school uniform because I need that in my life like i don't have any male characters that wear like the japanese preppy school uniform but i i want it in my life oh no i do i do whenever we get around to doing revolutionary girl utana and i make toga i have the boys school uniform that i have to wear and then i get to be a narcissistic
1: asshole so it's great i mean who doesn't want that at one point in their life I
0: wouldn't use the same binder for this like super fitted jacket as I would use for say like blathers where I had like four layers on.
1: Yeah good point. Um, What sort of let's see do you want to start with the sort of binders that you have worn and like to wear and then I'll go over mine since we have totally probably different uh, preferences and ways of doing so.
0: Well yeah because that's kind of the sweet part of it is we are both built drastically different mm-hmm. where i am built very straight up and down small teenage boy build and you are more muscle man
1: you can call me a know, dwarf it's okay a dwarf, you don't have a lord, to a lord to of the rings tell. dwarf build
0: <laughs> and so obviously those are drastically different body types mm-hmm. and will require different styles and mediums to use Depending on, well, and it's also dependent on the look you're going for, too. So, So I own pretty much every kind of binder that exists at this point. I'm sure there are others that I don't even know about, but I typically will float between my half binder, half cotton shirt, which looks like a men's, like, white tank but only the top half is compression and my half uh binders so like a half binder reminds me a lot of a sports bra it stops at like the bottom of your rib cage the problem with them is they like to ride up Mm -hmm. so they don't work well for small for larger chested persons because it's gonna slowly creep its way up all the way
1: (laughs) and if you're already larger chested there's a chance that it might not even uh fit in its assigned seat well and that's typically what i hear from a lot of people is if they
0: have a larger chest it just won't go over it Mm -hmm. because it's not long enough Mm -hmm. which is where you get more of the full binder which has the compression that goes from top to your hips Mm -hmm which I have actually not ever worn one of those because I've never needed one. <laughs> yeah, so like the the half binder is what I use for chat because it's really good for hiding the seams because with any full binder, you're going to get kind of that chunky seam at the bottom that's really hard to hide in a pleather bodysuit. And otherwise, I'll use the half for any like really fitted suit where you would be able to like kind of tell zen is really hard to wear without the half binder what style do you typically end up using
1: uh for body size now i'm 5'3 and a box like just a solid box it's kind of ridiculous um i used to have a larger chest and i got a reduction so that's like a whole other uh, story but because i started out at a larger size i just started out at a full length binder um i wanted maximum control i wanted maximum compression because uh i needed that much of a, like a drastic difference going on got the correct sizing never ever sized down to achieve this you'll never ever get out of it and you're gonna hurt yourself and that's not cool so go buy uh the measurements on the sites but um I went with an underworks, the, like, what is it? It's the maximum, like, three-ply something panel in the front, their tank for underworks. I love underworks, even though the material is, like, trampoline fabric. It's, like, the best you can describe it. It is! Holy cow. The first time I tried it on, I was, like, I was blown away. I... They have a different method of actually getting it on than like GC2B suggests. So definitely look at their instructions for the best way to do it because it was so tight at first. Uh, You go up over your butt to get it up is like the instructions that I received um, when most things tell you to go over your head. But because of the lack of stretch, they were like, ah, nah, you just need to wiggle your way into it like a caterpillar. What with that one? Loved it. I fell in love with that brand. I decided to get, uh, I'd like a black one and I was like, "Eh, it's a little bit expensive. I'm going to try GC2B because I want one that I could do like skin tone, open chest binding, and maybe like, I don't know, be a little bit more comfy than a full, uh, trampoline fabric and went to GC2B and for a larger chest, I did not like it at all. The... It was the full tank where it has the compression up top, and then the bottom is, like, the four-way stretch. And, nah. mm It does not do the compression that I want. Uh, because I also have a little bit of hip action going on, I want compression all the way down. I want this boxed out, essentially. So, didn't like GC2B. I still wear it if I'm doing, like, everyday stuff. And I just want to have compression, but, eh, it's kind of hot out. I'll wear that one. Uh, I then... Went back and invested in three long and then one short half binder from Underworks. And the half is really nice when I don't need full compression. I just, you know, just the top area. Only thing with that is because this is trampoline fabric, not only do you get a little bit of a ripple up at the top of the neckline, but because it comes straight down after your chest, it... Just, it's weird at the bottom. It doesn't come back in to hug your body. It just goes straight down. Like, what are you supposed to... so that is not great for, like, dress shirts. I really don't like it. If you don't fully fill out the rest of that, it's just not going to do its thing. Plus, if you have some hip, it comes back out, and then it kind of, like, accentuates things that you may not want accentuated. Ugh. But it's nice if you're like, it's just too hot out here, and I don't need the full stuff.
0: My half is from GC2B. My half is from there, but Underworks is where I got my half and half one. And the GC2B one has the weird netting on it. I don't know if they still do that or not. It's the weirdest fabric, but I, like you were saying, I wanted a skin-toned binder, yeah. and that was the only place I could find one. Um, that one actually does taper, though, a little bit.
1: Okay. And it's That's a half.
0: The one that I have that has the four-way stretch on the bottom, you're right. It doesn't, and it just starts to roll up on you. It does. And doesn't want to, like... You gotta tuck that in your pants. You know, like the men's, like, shirt garters that you can buy? Yeah. Have you ever seen those? Mm -hmm. Where, like, you put the little, like... uh, Classy boys? The clips? Yeah, you must
1: need that for the binder to keep it from trying to roll on you. As long as you have pants that have a solid belt, it'll stay down... But if it doesn't get tucked in, it's not going to do what you want. I mean, some people might not have that issue. I have that issue definitely. So,
0: I mean, I run into that. I know Ash has run into that before. Um, but she's got one of the binders that clips in the front. But man, I don't recommend those. They're an adventure. You would think it would be easier to put those on. It's not. I have to help her put it on usually. And we have to start on like the first hook, clip them all together. Then move it to tighten it. Ash is a very busty lady. Mm-hmm. So it takes a if, bit, we like... don't, if we don't want things to explode,
1: we have to do it in steps. There's another brand that I would actually really like to try. Mostly because um, it's a smaller company. So I'd like to go and support them, obviously. But they have some really cool prints for theirs. And I believe their binders uh, clasp on the side. Uh, it's Be Yourself. And they have this really cool, like, skull pattern. It's still, like, a nice four-way stretch and everything. But as far as I've seen, they look really good. I've only, I think, seen it on people with smaller chests, but it might be a nice option. I don't know what their pricing is compared to these other brands, but um, it looks like a really solid company, and I want those smaller companies to do well, so.
0: I like the idea of clips on the side where you wouldn't have the stress. So it's less likely to try to pull?
1: Exactly. You get it on most of the way, and then you just kind of... Uh,
0: because uh. then you don't get stuck in your binder like I do frequently.
1: I can't. Made the mistake of putting lotion on before I put <gasps> it on today. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's the worst day of my life. Stuck like forever! <laughs> it's gross. Continuing on, like, binders, though, and stuff... Uh, The correct way to actually, like, be in it and wear it. One of the biggest things that I see for binder stuff, and this is how I started out and I actually didn't know uh, the difference, is where you are placing the chesticles Mm -hmm. when you put the binder on. Um, A lot of people just kind of smooth downward, which is not good for the tissue. I think one of the biggest things is don't do that. You want to kind of bring everything up and then flatten it straight back to your chest as well as you can. Even though that may not get things as flat as where you might like it, um, that is healthier for tissue in general. And that is something that I did see by that doctor um, that I've been following for top surgery stuff. So if that's something in your future and you're worried.
0: You'll find if you position yourself that way, it's also more comfortable because the binder's not pulling on you. Yeah. Now it's just holding it to you and not pulling on you. Exactly. You won't know that there's a difference till you try it. And then you're like, wow, that's way more comfortable.
1: I think um, a lot of people, too, if you're bigger busted, you might try that where you're like, oh, yes, this is where they go for a bra. So obviously they need to. Rah. But then you get the side overflow and that's really disheartening. And you're like, oh, then that's not right. Yeet. And then you drop everything back down. Nah, overflow happens, and, like, you can sew little panels in to kind of help that. Underworks, I found, comes back far enough that, like, don't really get overflow. GC2B, yeah. I, I overflow all the time. Like, it's bad. It's not good. There, The armholes on those are pretty big. Yeah, which is good if you are small enough busted and you really want to be able to have, like, a more natural, like, side view and not have all that showing, but...
0: I mean, it's obviously easier to bind the smaller you are yeah that's just
1: lucky ducks
0: (laughs) we have more alternative options like sports bras and athletic tanks because we don't need as much compression
1: let's talk about like compression and sports bras and like (laughs) the layering of said things for cosplay purposes like
0: so safety and binding is typically an issue and it usually just comes from people not knowing different safe ways to bind so obviously a binder is going to be your safest option Mm -hmm. however you do need to get used to wearing a binder just like you have to get used to wearing a corset so don't go wearing your binder for eight hours for the first time you put it on yeah that's that's not going to go well for your body You want to ease yourself into it, you know, before you're going to wear it for a con. You know, wear it for a couple hours, take it off at home, then try it again and kind of build your tolerance to it. And then it'll start to fit your body a little bit better, too, which helps a lot because they do get more comfortable as you wear them. But I've seen a lot of people try to go straight from buying binder to wearing it all day long. And you also
1: have to learn how to breathe in them. It's totally different breathing. Most people, uh, I think my partner was talking about this the other day, that by the age of six or seven, most people have completely done away with like belly breathing as their primary uh, breathing. And when you get binders, there isn't actually as much room up top where we like to breathe now. So there is a lot more of, you'll notice you have to take a really deep breath and like expand your belly to get it going on. (sighs) <sighs> and then it let it kind of settle back in again and you have to learn how to uh, I guess overcome that and if once you start feeling like oh this doesn't feel right letting yourself take it off and not just being like oh no gotta keep going because that's not how it works because
0: even if you're not planning on wearing a binder all the time these practices are still important If not even more so, because you're going to have given yourself less time to get used to it if you're only wearing it for a convention. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, maybe you broke your binder in last summer and now your next con's not till, you know, the winter. You're probably going to need to re break that in and get your body used to it again instead of just jumping straight into wearing a binder for eight hours at a convention.
1: Or maybe you bought it and broke it in in the winter and now you have a summer convention and you've never experienced that sort of tightness during the summer. So hot. (laughs) Totally different. Totally freaking different, man. My tolerance for binders in the
0: summer is much smaller than my tolerance for them at any other time of the year. That is part of why when we design Judar... We designed it around a sports bra because I knew Spain in fall is extraordinarily hot. I I wouldn't survive. I would I would die. I mean, there would literally be no way that I could be in that costume for 8, 10 hours in the heat in Spain in a binder. No
1: way. And some people totally can. Great. But I, I Oh yeah, not. some people have,
0: you know, the willpower or the <laughs> the mental strength mental strength or obviously you know there are different motivations for wanting to keep that binder on yeah especially outside of cosplay you know my motivations for a binder are strictly related to cosplay so my tolerance isn't going to be that high because i don't have that added element
1: to my life that makes sense
0: you know, so when we talk about these safety things, like we do understand that for for some people, these stakes are a lot higher than just cosplay.
1: One added thing, I guess, to that then before we move on or whatever, um, when you're wearing a binder, you're always told you do not work out in a binder because we just talked about it. Breathing isn't really uh, at its best when wearing a binder. So if you are the type of person that likes to run around conventions and I I don't know, you have some sort of shoot that requires you do very physical things. If you've never done physical things beforehand, it's not it's not the same. And you shouldn't be like going for a run in this, but if it's like, "Oh, can you like jog down the sidewalk real quick so I can like get a picture?" If you are trying to do that sort of thing, you have to realize that it's not it's not going to be the same, and I'm not saying go like train in it by any means, but you have to severely limit the sort of movements that you are doing because of that.
0: It's also why we didn't choose a regular binder for Judar either. Is our skit's extremely physical, and I didn't think I'd get through it honestly. No. So we used Deku and his mom for emceeing frequently i did not have a real binder on for deku because i'm on stage for three hours i have to speak we're running around i'm like i don't think i would make it in a regular binder for you know now my half and half binder has gotten to that point where it's kind of stretched out and i probably need to replace it that one i can get through now yes because now it's comfy
1: Yes, my very first black one is super comfy now.
0: Right? Because you just, you break them in and you just slowly, they
1: slowly graduate to other purposes. (laughs) It has more of a this sort of hourglass shape to it now since it's gotten comfortable.
0: Right? (laughs) Now it just,
1: it's, it's for the comfy times.
0: I think that's one of the things that surprises people a lot is how many safety concerns there actually are around binding, even if you are using a binder. Because a lot of us hear about the whole ace bandage thing. I mean, we've all heard about people using ace bandages and how you shouldn't do it.
1: The amount of people that just do not have the money for a proper binder. Uh, That's... Definitely a big thing. The amount of people that could not order a binder because, like, they're not old enough and they would need their parents' permission and then that would cause an unsafe environment for them or blah. There's, like, so many very valid reasons behind it, but there are, are ways of doing it not awful for you in the long and we run. And I
0: also get that sometimes you just don't know any better. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you've seen this option out there. And you're like, that's inexpensive, and that's easy, and I'm only going to do it for you know, X amount of hours at the con. I'm just going to do that. But it's important to note that it doesn't always take a lot of time to cause issues for your rib
1: cage. If you have no medical training and you're trying to use like ace bandages on yourself, you have no clue how much pressure you should be putting on something. If you, it'd be the same thing if you like rolled your ankle and you're like, ah, it's fine. I'm just going to ace bandage it. And you just like go at it and you have no idea how to support that ankle. You have no idea how much, how tight you should be doing it. Same freaking thing, except it's going to cause harm instead of trying to help the harm. It's just not a thing.
0: Except a lot of people do try to wrap their ankles and then do it completely wrong and cause what? more problems. <laughs>
1: exactly! So like... <laughs> you not a doctor if you are trying to use medical things for non-medical reasons and you have no clue what makes you think that you know better than like a literal doctor on how to do the thing and i know there's a lot of stuff in cosplay that we go and we look at youtube and we're like ah yes this is how you do that makeup i watched the tutorial i now have the idea but if you watch a youtube video and you're like, oh, easiest way to bind. And somebody's like, ah, get out your tape and your ace bandage and let's go. This is like an 18 year old that has no medical background at all, that has no idea how these things are being used. And it's the spread of like misinformation that creates harm in the community. And if it was like, ah, this is a peer reviewed paper about ace bandage use by this phd person i'd be like ah yeah okay coming from a medical professional (laughs) crazy there are a lot
0: of people in the community that want to argue with you about whether or not these things are safe so as a occupational therapist i am very familiar with body mechanics and the fact that your rib cage has floating ribs What? Crazy. What? (laughs) It's extremely easy to move a rib out of place. Mm -hmm. It does not take much. Yeah. But it can be really hard to get them to go back where you want them to be if you're constantly moving them out of place.
1: And like, how else would you know? I mean, it's not like one of those injuries that you fall and you're like, ah, yes, I broke my arm. If you have ever slipped a rib, you will
0: know that you did. It hurts a lot. (laughs) Someone who frequently slips random joints for no reason. Thank you, Ehler-Danlos Syndrome. (laughs) I have experienced the slipping of a rib for no apparent reason. And it's awful. It feels like someone's taking a knife and just stabbing you in the back. Why does everything hurt so much? And then you're going to find out your rib migrated somewhere that it's not supposed to be.
1: Into your foot. Just kidding. No, I'm kidding. But like, no, it's, can you imagine like the fear of like a 15 year old that's like, I'm going to go bind. And then they wake up the next day and they have that and they like, didn't tell their parents that they were going to bind and they were doing it in such an unsafe manner. And now they are like, the danger that then comes from that. And if they find out like, oh, if I just bind it again, maybe that'll fix it. And you know, if it's puts it back in place or something and it makes it feel better. Ha! Ha! They're just years and years of damage. I just, that's terrifying. I've had
0: a lot of conversations with different people in regards to rib pain that they have from past binding. Cause we, when we used to do our cosplay tips and tricks panel, this would come up a lot. And then I would have people would come up afterward and ask ask me more about like, well, I have this pain here and here. Do you think that might be my rib? You know, and I obviously always went, it's possible, please go see your general care provider because I cannot um, give you medical advice. Licensure, you know. Yeah. But, you know, they would ask me about, you know, I used to do this when I was a kid or I used to do that. Could this be like from doing those things? And it's like, well, yeah, if you put consistent you know unplanned pressure on your rib cage and then you continue to keep doing it it's like a repetitive stress injury yeah so you're just gonna keep making the issue worse and I mean I have a couple friends who have permanent rib damage from binding with ace bandages Mm -hmm. because the thing with an ace bandage that pressure's not even so a binder provides consistent, even pressure. An ACE bandage does not. It's yeah. just a free-for-all as far as like how much pressure you're getting, you know how much the bandage is overlapped on itself, what the tension is on the bandage. Typically, their tension compression is a lot higher than what you would want in a binder because it's meant to hold a joint in place. Yeah. Your rib cage and your chest are far more delicate than your ankle or your knee. Mm-hmm. You know, because your ribs, like, you could accidentally be pushing really hard on, you know, your first one and not on your other ones. And now you're pushing it towards your other ribs. And next thing you know, you're like cattywampus because your rib has migrated <laughs> to another dimension. That's what it feels to like. To your sometimes. foot, like I to keep To your <laughs> the biggest argument i get as a medical professional and i got to the point where we stopped even bringing this up in panels Mm -hmm. and we don't talk about it in panels anymore because of the arguments that it would start was using kinesio tape for binding um i cannot tell you how many arguments i have gotten into with cosplayers about kinesio tape and how it is not meant for binding. So if you have never used kinesio tape, it is a tape that is designed to do two things. It is designed to keep a muscle on continuous stretch in order to relax it. Mm -hmm. Or it is designed to support a joint. Yep. Different patterns will do different things. Kinesio tape functions with heat. So the hotter the tape gets, the better it sticks. Mm-hmm. So you, usually your starting point, you stick it on no stretch, you rub on it to create fiction to heat it, you stretch the tape depending on what the percentage of stretch is required for what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. you lay it down, you heat it again. Okay. That's how that's supposed to work, right? Mm-hmm. Kinesio tape is meant to be water-resistant and sweat-resistant, and stay on for about 72 hours. Mm -hmm. Okay. We all know that's how it's supposed to work. Now you've decided to use it to bind at a con. You should not bind with a binder for longer than eight. You should not open bind for probably longer than three. Mm -hmm. And you have decided to bind your chest... With a tape that is extremely hard to remove. For 72
1: hours!
0: <laughs> so in graduate school, we were taught that kinesio tape should not be used on soft tissue, such as the tissue under your arms and your chest. Crazy. Insanity. Because it can cause damage to soft tissue. Mm-hmm. I have been burned by kinesio tape multiple times. <laughs> trying to get it off and that's after the 72 hour mark Mm -hmm. i get the appeal of it because if you're running around con and you're sweating it's not going to come off you don't need as much of it as medical tape because medical tape is the better way to do open chest binding because it will come right off when you're done it just comes off it's like you get it wet boom done gone magic kinesio tape however will just want to hang with you it's like wow look how hot this
1: body is yeah
0: so exactly so that's exactly what happens. so let you you decide i am open chest binding with kinesio tape and All it's right. gonna be fabulous right and so you do your thing which is way more difficult than you think it is by the way because you <laughs> better have a really good friend that you're real comfortable with holding your boobs because you're not gonna be able to do it yourself and you better wear pasties under that tape because otherwise you're going to lose a nipple. I can't even imagine. I, I am Most people cringing. don't. It upsets me. It upsets me. Pasties save lives.
1: Ew. I just got like lightheaded. I can't even imagine trying to get that <laughs> off of a nipple. Oh my god.
0: Pasties save lives. We have legit had people ask us whether or not it's necessary to wear pasties under open chest binding. And we're like... If do you, you own want...
1: nipples, do you know yeah. how sensitive you, they are?
0: Do you want to keep those nipples? Yes, you do need to wear pasties. They are not expensive. Please buy some. But let's say you decided you're gonna you're gonna wear your kinesio tape because you know screw the man. I'm wearing my kinesio tape, right? <laughs> screw the man. And so you put on your crossplay costume and you go run around at con, and you have this tape on. And as your body's getting hotter, the tape is sticking better and better. Like, it has the opposite effect of what will typically happen with other tape. Like, it's going to keep sticking better. So now, you know, con's over and you want to take it off and you can't get it off. And then you wonder why, after you get it off, you're burned and you're bruised. It's a no, guys. Just... No, because what happens is because the tape stretches, it literally pulls on your tissue. So what a lot of people will do is they'll stick it on and they'll literally use the tape to pull their chest across. Mm -hmm. Well, now that tape is like digging into that tissue. Mm -hmm. It is putting stress and strain on that soft tissue.
1: There's no way you're coming away from that without like stretch marks and junk, like instant. Some people do. Exactly. Come away
0: with stretch marks. And blood vessel, broken blood vessels and all sorts of stuff. Because you are pulling that soft tissue that's not meant to, to have strain on it across. And then you're leaving it on continuous strain. And then you're going to eventually have to take it off. Because, I don't know, I have rarely, if ever, had kinesio tape just fall off of me. <laughs> like, you have to take it off. And there are steps to take it off. And unfortunately, what a lot of people will do is they'll do the Band-Aid method and they'll just go. And then realize later what a terrible plan that was ripping off that tape.
1: The only thing the Band-Aid method works for is Band-Aids and wax, guys. Don't do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to like wax your chest with your kinesio tape, then maybe that'll give you like a two for one deal. You're going to be taking the top layer of that skin with you. But I do also understand that regardless of what I say on this subject, there are going to be people that are going to tell me that I'm wrong.
1: Well, because they've done it and they haven't had any awful things happen to them. Right. It isn't until something catastrophic happens or something even slightly uncomfortable that the mind begins to be like, oh, interesting.
0: The con mom in me. Is going to give you the mom advice of, as much as I don't think that you should be doing this right now, you're probably going to do it anyway. So here are some things that I recommend if you do make this decision. (laughs) Give me the sex talk, mom. This is basically the sex talk in relationship to kinesio tape because I want you to be as safe as you possibly can if you make this decision that could be unsafe. If you're going to do it, guys, pasties save lives. There are a couple ways to get it off. Do not rip it off. Do it slowly and hold your skin down as you peel it off and go in small, like, one-inch sections. When I used to do aqua therapy, my kinesio tape would come off within the three hours that I was in the pool. Okay. So get in a pool. Cause water in general helps reduce the adhesive of the kinesiotapic and help you take it off. Um, I have found that for some reason the heat of water doesn't seem to affect it as much as body heat does, which okay. science, physics, I'm sure someone who is more science savvy could explain to me probably how the glue
1: is formulated and
0: but it wouldn't surprise me if chlorine helps to like kill that stickiness
1: chlorine takes everything off
0: the thing that works the best for reducing the adhesive is baby oil or any other type of oil like i've had to use olive oil before um any kind of oil if you spread that onto the tape that helps a lot in reducing the adhesive to try to get it off. If you are planning on using it for a very short period, get the cheapest kinesio tape you can find. Don't get the good stuff because you want it to fall off. Yeah. When you put it on, use zero stretch. If you can put it on with no stretch, that is going to reduce the amount of damage that you could do and it will make it easier to get off. Because part of the reason it's hard to get off is it thins out as you stretch it and then it adheres better. Yeah. So if you don't stretch it, it's going to be a little bit easier to get off. So pasties save lives. Get it wet. Use some baby oil. Don't put it on stretch. And get the cheap stuff. If you're going to do it. I still recommend
1: you just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a quick like supplementary point here, I know for a fact that there is trans tape out there. Mm-hmm. And I am fully okay with admitting that I am not uh, knowledgeable enough on this topic to be able to say much about it. The only thing I'm going to say is that from what I've seen of it, what I've noticed of it, it looks like it's about the same thing. It's just being marketed specifically for trans people to bind with. Um, If you are sitting there thinking, ah, but there's trans tape, so this is, like, safe for me, all I'm gonna say is just do the research and see where the differences lie between that (laughs) and Kizizio tape. Because, like, if it's the same exact thing, you're going to run into the exact same issues. So just just do that little research for me because um, I haven't yet done it because, honestly, the tape wigs me out, man. I... Scares me. So I'm not.
0: I totally remembered that I had a friend who
1: did try it. Oh, yeah? Because they were
0: going to send me some and then it just never happened. They said it basically behaved like a cheap kinesio tape. Okay. That was their experience with it. So they had asked for a refund because they found it didn't work. It just came right off. Other things that I had read were issues very similar to kinesio tape with it burning and and having difficulties getting it off
1: i mean i can imagine that it's about the same stuff like
0: yeah well because kinesio tape sticks best when your skin is super clean Mm -hmm. so if you do it right after a shower it's going to stick the best so if you happen to put your kinesio tape on after you're already running around and sweating it's not going to stick as well Mm -hmm. Um, and that tape would work
1: the same way I'm just on a lot of forums, so I do see it pop up here and there. Um, I don't know. I tend to just scroll past it because it's not a topic that I'm, I guess, extremely interested in for myself. So uh, in the future, though, if I see more, I'll definitely look into it and see if we can have another conversation about that. And I can update you on my findings.
0: I mean, I totally get the appeal of it. Oh, yeah. Like, it's smooth. You're not going to notice it. It's not as, like, in your face- so it's going to kind of disappear into the back of your mind of its existence. Yeah. You know, and it's
1: super appealing. Yeah. I want to be a sexy, like, have my shirt opened up all the way down to my belly button and just be able to take these, like, manly ass pictures. I right? want that so bad. But no. mm Uh-uh. Not today, Satan. <laughs>
0: All it does is remind me that at some point, Ash and I are going to do a um, boudoir shoot as Zen in 707, what? but my photos as Zen are going to be like legit attempting to be sexy, and all of 707s are going to be mocking me. I love it. I love and I it. Have to, I have
1: to do open chest binding for Zen. Can you please give me behind-the-scenes pictures? Those are my favorite, because that's going to be great. <laughs>
0: But, like, like, I get the appeal of tape, especially for someone who needs that all the time. You know, I get that. It's just, we all just want
1: you to be safe. A lot of us in the community, um, especially, like, the younger parts of the community, we all still have a lot of that, like, I'm indestructible. Anything that I get hurt, it's going to heal up and it's going to be fine. Um, I don't think we recognize how permanent some of these things are. Um, I keep going back to rolling my ankle, but that's the closest I can get to the use of this tape and these sorts of things. Um, Rolled my ankle. Something very simple for soccer. Rolled it, and I have had problems with it ever since. I've had to do so much slacklining and so much therapy and so much to work on the strength of my ankle. I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. I hurt my shoulder back in high school just playing volleyball at gym class, and I still have issues with it, just trying to do a normal workout and being healthy. And I can't even imagine hurting your chest in this way, causing any sort of distress just to make sure that your chest was a little bit more flat for a character. Or, and I'm not going to downplay dysphoria at all because that is that is a big issue, um, because it's one of those that you get to a point and you're like, nope, I really don't care because I feel that awful right now. I get it. But there's a long-term effect that comes into a play that if you are going to be seeing like a top surgeon or something, and they are the ones that are like, ah, nah, if you damage this tissue, we will not be able to do, it will completely affect your ability to have top surgery. Just keep that in the back of your mind because that is somewhere in your future. It's there. You just have to honor your body as it is in the moment. And that's really hard. Yeah, there's a difference between um, looking at yourself in the mirror or feeling a certain body part move in such a way that you are not comfortable with. There's this like immediate knee-jerk reaction of I'm going to be sick or this is literally the worst part I could possibly be in my existence. Whereas cosplay... We are feeling this external sort of input that we need to look as close to this character as possible, which has a ton of other things we need to talk about in the community. Um, Anyone can cosplay in any body, and you are going to look great. It's not worth it to get just that last little inch off just so that, you know, you feel like you look the most like that character compared to anyone else. That's not... It kind of takes the fun out of it. It's no longer that. It's just discomfort so that people think that you're good at this thing.
0: And for cosplay, and really, I mean, to an extent in regular life, too, there's a lot of ways you can manipulate clothing to get the shapes that you want. Um, Accentuating the shoulders will do a ton for getting that more masculine shape.
1: People crap on shoulder pads i love shoulder woo, woo. pads so much my shoulders are significantly
0: broad for my frame so i have not had to use them but. although i do i think well i think deku and zen's jackets have them in them yeah i think they just automatically have them
1: um a lot of the Suit jackets, if they're not extremely dated, I got to do um, a tailoring class. That was one of my Mm -hmm. last things I took in college. And um, the way that suit coats are tailored is really, really cool. It's not necessarily padding that goes into it. Um, It's a lot of different layers of stuff that create the structure in the shoulders. But if you go and get something from like, you know, the eighties, seventies, we're we're going back. Then yeah, we're gonna have like full on shoulder pads, the kind that you could just like take out of there um but just the general structure of a really nice suit ooh mm, yeah. mm. We love I love I love me a good suit I yes. do makes you just feel so <sighs>
0: I do love me some menswear the best fitting um dress shirts that I have found have been the like slim fit Japanese
1: men's dress shirts oh my god I love them yeah, the slim fit, awkwardly. Do really nice things. Um, and another thing about men's shirts that is, I don't know, for me, uh, having grown up in a society that tells us, like, you need to be smaller, you need to be this size, you need to be this. Going from, like, you know, an extra large in women's to suddenly a small in men's. Wow! That feels nice! You don't
0: have to wear men's clothing to cross play either. For me, in general, men's clothes fits better because I'm very straight up and down. So a lot of women's clothes, like, I'm not going to get on the rant about pockets, but why do women's clothes not have pockets? Men's pants are
1: better. Yeah. If I can fit an entire lava lamp in my pocket, I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> like, I, I will never understand it, but men's pants are automatically superior because they have real pockets.
1: Yeah. And they go by actual measurements. You can walk into the store. You can go find a pair of pants that's like, oh, these are 32 32s. And you can be like, ah, yeet, these are mine. Walk out. And that's it. Women's pants. I have worn everything between a 14 and a four. And there is no rhyme or reason to this. It's just, ah, apparently you are bigger today. And you're like, uh, all right, I guess that's, that's how it's going to go today. It's vanity sizing. It's great. It's awful. And I just, yeah, you don't have to wear like, like you just said, you don't have to wear men's clothing for crossplay. You don't have to do it ever if you don't want to. But clothing shouldn't have a gender. It's just clothes. So find what works best for you.
0: That's the dumb part in general. Because, yeah, you want to get what fits, whether it's deemed men's or women's or anywhere in between you want to get what fits your body or
1: the character
0: right and for some cases for people that are curvier sometimes they will need to get a women's piece of clothing and then alter it or what have you to fit around their shape it's fine like my black pair of dress pants that I wear for like every character that I use that needs black dress pants is a women's pair of pants. My skinny dress pants that I
1: use for Zen is a woman's pair of pants. I'm sorry. When women's pair of pants know how to accentuate the booty, my boys are going to have good booties. Okay. Because
0: right? <laughs> Zen needs a good booty. So those pencil pants were a requirement. Chat Noir's. Little black vest that I use for his formal outfit is, like, a kid's large Mm -hmm. suit vest. (laughs) You gotta
1: get what you can find. (laughs) I think, like, the biggest thing that comes down to between, like, men's and women's stuff is most times if you're going to walk into a store, I appreciate men's clothing simply because a lot of times it feels like it's more quality. Yes. And I'm the type of shopper that okay, I'm going to go to the sales section first right? (laughs) or only shop when there's sales, but I don't mind spending just a little bit more on something if I know it's going to last. And when it comes between men's pants and women's pants, I rub through women's pants so quickly because I got these thighs. Uh, Men's pants, I don't have that issue. I really just don't. They last a lot longer for me. Uh, So I think taking a lot of things into consideration, like take anything you want from any section, go try it on and be like, does this look good? Do I feel good in this? Great. Get it. Uh, If you are more trying to be a little bit more frugal with your money and you're trying to be like, okay, so uh, I want something that's going to last that I can wear for this cosplay, this cosplay, this cosplay, and I actually have an event coming up that I want to wear it for. Then go for it, absolutely. Maybe put that extra money in and go and have it professionally tailored. That is a treat. Do those things for yourself and, you know. I think having that general internal confidence that exudes through the clothing is also half the battle. Like, you can dress yourself up however you want to, but if you don't feel good in it, there's going to be an overall energy that kind of brings you down, you know?
0: Well, that's the whole point of the prep. Like, in the end, for crossplay, whether you choose to get certain clothing, whether you choose to bind or not, it's all about how you feel at the end. Do you feel like you look like a fabulously handsome boy? Did you achieve what you want? Were you achieving the ruggedly strong, mysterious man? Was that your... Yes, right? I don't do that one well. That's all ruined. (laughs) Hello. (laughs)
1: Hello.
0: You know, did you achieve what makes you feel good? And that's ultimately what the prep is about, are different ways to help you guys achieve that option. And while trying to achieve that option, staying safe. Yeah. Because in the end... We just all want you to be able to hang out with us and be safe, which again, pasties save lives <laughs> and kinesiotape is not meant for binding. If you take two things away from today. If that's all you take away. <laughs> if that's yes. all you take away, then we have done some of our part in keeping you guys safe. Well, I uh, appreciate you coming back again to hang out with me. You know
1: what? Talk I about crossplay. I have been so starved of human interaction. <laughs> Just call me up whenever. I am so here for this.
0: <laughs> but. All right, guys. Well, we will catch you again at whatever the next episode ends up being. we haven't decided yet. <laughs> but... This was our second episode on Crossplay for Shit Cosplayers Say. You've been listening to Shit Cosplayers Say, an LVC production. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PodcastSCS. Our website is com. Have a fun, crazy con, or cosplay related story? Absurd cosplay question, or just something in general to share with us, email us at podcastscs at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and remember just because you can doesn't mean you should.